0: Okay, guys, band meeting. Your band meetings are probably awful. Got a lot on my plate, Jermaine. I'm not just a band manager. Band meetings are generally the worst thing on earth. There's no agenda at your band meetings. All right, item one. Any more fans? No. Right, right.
1: None of us did
2: that. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Band Meeting, a podcast brought to you by Transients, your favorite metalcore band from New Hampshire. Not that you have much to choose from to begin with. My name is Josh. I do vocals. My name is Cordell,
0: also known as Darnell. I play bass.
2: I'm uh, I'm Devin. I do nothing but drums.
1: My name's Taylor. I play guitar.
2: And we have another guitarist, but he left us early tonight. Rest so in peace, Joe. Yeah, dude, rest in peace. Joe always leaves early. He's two for two now. That's true,
1: mm-hmm. Joe.
2: And now that's, you know, I mean, it's his loss because here we go. We got a pizza. We got some wings. We got some beers. Even, even before said podcast, that was uh, <laughs> the joke. Known for rolling out, yeah, rolling Joe out, just mm-hmm. loves to leave. He's just got a thing, man. He just needs to get it. Let's like, I feel like Joe is the kind of guy that like goes on vacation, and the minute he steps off the plane, he's like, "We, g- I gotta be getting the fuck <laughs> out of here." <laughs> I gotta gotta go. Look, I know that we're on vacation, but how long do you want to be here? Would you look at the? Time? I've been here for about five minutes. It's like probably <laughs> close to halfway. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. So anyway, let's do uh, let's do bad news first. Bad news. We got a show coming up next week with Arsenis. Get all the girls. Yep. Online. You guys excited?
1: I, I got to be honest with you. I'm more excited than I was when this show was like a couple weeks off. I was like, eh, because it's a fucking Wednesday show. Like, how stoked can you be? For Middle of the week show? is a tough one. Yeah, Wednesday is not. It's, a, it's easy. a tough day to get stoked on.
2: <laughs> I agree. I agree.
1: And plus, they added like five other bands. There's several bands. There's a ton it's, it's like of us. like a seven eight band show now. I thought we were going to be getting a shitty spot, and I just wasn't stoked on it. But now, like, just playing a show with Arsenis is is fucking incredible to me, because I was such a big fan back in the day.
2: So was I. It's like a childhood uh, bucket list item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be weird, though, because now that we're going to meet them, and we're adults, and they're older adults than us, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, it's cool that you guys are doing this. Uh how's your 401k looking (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like it's not it's not quite as not it's not quite as magical as it would have been when i was 16 but it's i think it'll still be fun have you listened to them before darnell
0: literally never
2: nice so it's gonna be a learning experience for you yeah Yeah. now they're a wacky band dude i played them for david last week and he was like what the fuck are (laughs) they up to no they
3: were definitely (laughs) fun back in
2: the day back in the day they were kind of like uh
3: the first to do it, you know, they had their own sound. They were the first to do that sound. So it was they're like, super,
2: eh. yeah. They're super goofballs. Their music amount. is is metal goofballs.
3: Fair amount of goof,
2: backed. I don't know if we have any other serious band news aside from this show. I mean, we're gonna we gotta work out some more dates with Logan. We're, uh, no, this is exciting. We're gonna get a uh, windshield installed on our van. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, eventually that needs to happen real soon because the fucking shows next week. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be legal. It's got to be at least, like, mostly legal. You know what I mean? At least the windshield would be nice to have. So legal how you like enough. your
0: women? Mostly legal?
2: Oh. No, I'm going to go with full-on legal, actually, on that front. <laughs> I disagree. Legal. You disagree, <laughs> huh?
0: Another curveball.
2: This seems like a topic so for another podcast, maybe a true crime podcast. <laughs> 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 I don't think it has anything to do with your business here, sir. But, no, all right. So, yeah, we got to get the windshield rolling through. Um... Can I get a piece of pizza? Yeah, you Not want one? Yeah, dude. Hook me up with a piece of pizza. Yeah, hang on. No. Got it? Oh, yeah, I got it. On top you of that, with the fingers. it was real good. On. on top of that, we got to work out some more dates with Thank Logan, you. finish recording with him for the EP. Yeah,
1: we got to set another date. What song do we want to do next?
3: Uh, whew, probably... I think we looking at the list... I would like to do either Enemy Hands or the newest one that has a working title of Fuck Boy and Lava Girl.
2: If you guys only knew all the working titles we've had for songs since we started this. Several. Enemy Hands to this day actually is usually written down mm. and referred no, to by sorry. us. No, I'm, I'm a Stoker. It's not Enemy Hands. Empty Hands. Em- oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Just Plain Filthy Podcast. Shout out to them. Messed up the name of our song when they featured us, but it's okay. It's all I'll right. At we'll them. settle it in the pit.
3: I'm going to do a uh, hard transition here while you have a mouthful of crust. I'm going to transition us immediately to uh, Forks and Knives, the box in which we all contribute random ideas that we pull and then we discuss. Um, Since I have been the go-getter and gone for it, I'll pull the first idea. All right, buddy. host that segment. I'll do the segment. I'm going to try and grab one that I didn't do. I've contributed a lot. The dark ones, the depressing ones are you. Here we go. This one I definitely did not do. I'll put that down. All right, let's hear it. This one <clears throat> says uh, "Band Horror Story." Are any of you responsible for it? Who did it? I wrote it. Josh wrote it. Band Horror Story. So I'm assuming uh, a horror story for a band that you've been in, like yep. whether, whether you traveled somewhere, did something. Who knows? Yep. Um, if you listen to our last one, I referenced a show my other band hollow point did in philadelphia that would probably be my pick if i didn't talk about it already so instead i'll reference um i my very first band i was in we were called split existence we covered rock songs basically that we sounds covered, like
2: a pretty rocking name oh huh? yeah
3: we were all like eighth ninth
2: ish was this like in the vein of like Hoobastank?
3: Uh, nice. roughly. Some little, yeah, Hoobastank's <laughs> pretty
2: rockin', dude. Nothing, Nothing wrong, wrong with Hoobastank. Like throw Hoobastank him. on at so, a nice cookout. I will dance and dance until they tell me to stop. Fists. Yeah.
3: So uh, we were all between 8th and 10th grade. It was probably like 9th, 10th grade mostly. But um, we played a show. I forget the venue, but it was like a dad bar basically. And uh, <laughs> so what happened was I went, I grabbed my bass. I played bass at the time. Grabbed my bass out of the minivan we drove our stuff there in. And uh, I had my hand against, like, uh, I don't know, like kind of like a support where the doors meet. You broke the building. Someone, no, this is the van. Someone slammed the slider van door on my bottom two fingers, my pinky and my ring finger. And uh, my very first reaction was to stare at it for about (laughs) four seconds and then immediately go, (laughs) "Huh!" And then no one knew what I was yelling about because, like, it was typical. We're all young. We all just yell about stuff. So I'm just like, ah! ah, ah, and they're like, what's up? I was like, ah, ah, and really they were weird. like, oh, we get it, your fingers, so they, they undid it. But uh, it was it was too late. The damage had been done. Uh, and uh, you lost
2: the hand, right? Yeah, totally gone.
3: No left hand anymore. You're it's, essentially the drummer like from like Death, Death Leopard. Leopard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but what
3: actually ended up happening was um, I didn't lose any fingernails, but like my bottom two fingers had like these gnarly bruises under the nails. Yep. Um... Like I said, they remained there, but I couldn't put any pressure on them for so for this whole show, it was a uh, pointer and middle finger for all my bass lines. And you that know just when you're, you look
2: really sure of yourself, yeah.
3: When you're like fourteen, fifteen, like you you're really trying to nut up and be impressive with your uh, bass or guitar lines, right? So I was like, oh man,
2: I can't do anything cool,
3: but I was still trying I'm to. I'm sure
2: everybody still had uh, fun. It was a mess. Oh,
3: we had a fine time, but
2: there you go. Still, oof. All right. Solid. So you broke your fingers and
1: you ended up losing the hand in gangrene. didn't didn't break them.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. I took the wrong message from that story. Okay. Taylor.
1: Well, me and Josh probably have the same band horror story because me and Josh have been in bands together since we were like 15. Yeah. But the one that
2: comes up... With a long, illustrious career.
1: Yeah. The one that, that, that springs up first in my mind is when we played a show in Vermont in our band, This Drowning City... When we were like 16, 17 years old. And we played a late set. We probably played at like 11 o'clock in Vermont. And we had to drive home afterwards. And um, me and Josh were in the minivan with all the gear in it.
2: We talked about the minivan and last we episode. We did talk about the minivan last time. It's and a repeat character.
1: Me and Josh were straight as an arrow. Like we were used to staying up late. We always stayed up late. But in the the, the convoy, in the Corolla, or whatever Camry, was... Ryan Kirby our good friend who now plays guitar in Fabricator. Shout out the, Fabricator across. they just put a new song out. Yeah, they did. Uh Ryan Kirby was driving the the Camry on the way home and was falling asleep at the wheel. And me and Josh <laughs> <I> remember this. <laughs> me and Josh were driving behind them. And we were on, like, a four-lane highway going on the way on the way home. <laughs> and we would see Ryan in the far left lane just fucking shoot across the entire highway, <laughs> almost into the guardrail. Just-, <laughs> just doing the Jersey slide, dude, just, from one side to the other. Just all over the place, falling asleep. And it was like the car was packed, too. It was like Ryan, his girlfriend at the time, I don't remember her name. Kaylee. Kaylee, yeah. yeah. Ryan and Kaylee with like Tyler Watson and oh. TJ Rushton. And TJ Rushton and probably somebody else in the back seat. It was terrible. And they were just cruising all the way across <laughs> these fucking lanes on the highway, almost smashing in the guardrails. And I remember Josh had to get on the phone with Ryan <laughs> and the conversation went something like Kirby, what the fuck are you doing? And Ryan'd be like, Yeah, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, dude. It's dude, good, dude. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Dude, we fine.
2: <laughs> Hangs up on me. So
1: we, me, and Josh had to constantly watch as Ryan almost killed half of our entire band on the way home from Vermont.
2: That would have proved everything. Bearing in
1: mind, this was at like three thirty in the morning. Yeah, it was driving on the driving the way home. It was ridiculous to watch.
2: It would have proved all my parents' fears to be true. <laughs> yes. Typical Vermont. Well, yeah, it's a typical of a Vermont show. We fucking. Had to drive home at 3 in the morning for the last one that we played in this yeah. band, but...
1: Yeah, so that's my band nightmare for sure. That was a that pretty... Was a stressful situation. It was really <laughs> stressful. <laughs> stressful being in a
2: band with Ryan. He's just a really... He's got a real strong personality on him. He doesn't give a <laughs> shit if he falls asleep at the wheel, as long as he wakes up again. Someday. Eventually. Yeah, someday he'll wake up. He's okay. He was a... He's an interesting guy. All right. Uh, my turn for Band Horror Stories... Um. All right, I gotta I gotta pick a different one than Taylor, but it's the same band. Me and Taylor uh, were in a band called This Drowning City, and we were. It was time. It was time. The band had agreed we're gonna go into the studio. We're gonna record our first EP. Oh god. <laughs> we found this dude named Alex. I don't remember his last name, and that's good for his anonymity, because he, this is a pretty <laughs> sketchy story. We ended up going to Dover. He was going to charge us forty dollars a song. Cheap. Yeah, very cheap. And when you're like sixteen, that's super good. When you're sixteen, that's expensive. Well, when you're sixteen, you're like at least forty bucks is just forty bucks. You know what I mean? Because you hear about all these bands that are going to real studios, and you're like, we can make do with this. And the recording quality sounded okay. Um, I'll try to get my way through this story fairly quick. We go to Dover to his house. It's a super nice neighborhood. There's one house that looks literally abandoned. Fucking absolutely, that's the house we have to go to. There's no driveway. You're just supposed to drive over the grass in the lawn enough times so that it goes stays flat. That's the driveway now. Um, we walked into his house. He was nowhere to be found. He then descended from the ceiling upside down because he was in a loft. His hair was hanging down. He was super, super addicted to Adderall. Super addicted to Adderall. Kept popping Adderalls the entire time we were there. And he would every time that we started talking... Uh, when he would get annoyed with us because we were all kids and he was reasonably a grown-ass man, he would turn on a electric toothbrush and just let it rattle around on his desk and buzz (laughs) until we all stopped. And then he would be like, can we move on, please? And then I remember uh, the very last day of recording when we were there, and there's like a bunch of weird shit that would happen aside from these things, but none of it's really noteworthy. The worst thing was that the last day we were there was the middle of winter and we parked on the street instead of in the driveway that he had next to his house. So we had to walk all the way through his house to leave. His mom comes in, middle of recording, he leaves the room with her, and then he comes back in alone, and he's like, all right, you guys all set? And we're like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. We are walking out of the house, and uh, it's literally like the fucking set of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's like <laughs> lamps that are like facing walls, so there's just this weird ambient glow, and like you can see like the fucking... Um, like, boards behind the wallpaper, and the wallpaper's peeling down. The house looks like it's falling apart. And then as we're walking out the door, slumped over the side of the couch, bleeding from her head, (laughs) is his mom. (laughs) And I remember being literally, like, 16 or 17 years old and being fucking terrified of whatever was going on here. And we all piled in to the Camry in the (laughs) parking—in the street— and uh, we all sat there in silence for a second. And I remember turning at Taylor and just going, "Uh, I think Alex hits his mom. <laughs> and uh, we never went back and never saw him again. That was it. But did you get a good master? Uh, It was all right. We were a really bad band.
1: Yeah, we thought it was great.
2: We thought it was great <laughs> at the time, as as it so often goes. But it actually was pretty bad. Oh, that was also he stole every part of his drum set. Yep. He let us use his drum set, if I remember correctly, but he stole every piece of it from other bands that he had played with over the last few years. Like people just leaving stuff there? No, or he would just... be like from venues.
3: He'd be like, yeah. oh, that's a sweet symbol. That's
2: yeah, he mine. would just take stuff from gigs. Whew. Yeah, not the most upstanding guy. Uh, he could really drum like a son of a bitch, though. Sounds. Yeah, he was a great drummer. Darnell, he... you got a
0: horror story? I've literally only been in one band. That's this one. But I imagine my horror story something like the plot of Freddy versus Jason but uh a better movie.
1: What's the shittiest moment that that, that you yeah, experienced in, in this band?
0: Uh that time we almost broke up and we met at a restaurant to discuss the future of the band. Had a the good farm. had a good meal though. Yeah. I was not there. <laughs> was Josh, a good meal. Josh didn't show up and we were all really salty that he didn't That's show up. That's why we almost broke up. We were like, should we like kick him out or something? Like but you just I think do Joe it. made a crazy post. No, we, post. we didn't. You just Joe, couldn't do it. You couldn't Joe find probably anyone. You make, you, Joe loves making crazy Joe shows. is the
3: king of pregnant You <laughs> couldn't find anyone you love more Should than me Should I do me? it just it's in true. case? You guys remember the time you almost kicked me out of the band? You had someone try out on my drums and my cymbals, and then you were like, eh, he's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. And then I found out like five months later, and I was really salty about it for like three months.
2: Yeah, I remember that. To be fair, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was a fun time, honestly. That
1: kid kind of invited himself over here, though. Still That's salty. also true. It wasn't a scheduled thing. He was like, who? Hey.
3: Devin Gagnon, drummer and salty, always.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Have you guys
1: almost ever kicked me out before?
2: No. No, no, no. No, it's true. I think everybody, we have never thought about kicking Darnell out. We thought we might have to replace Devin at one point, but we didn't. You guys wanted to kick me out at one point. We almost lost Joe to the gym that time, but that's about it. I don't think anybody's ever tried to kick Darnell or Taylor out.
1: No, pretty standard. No,
2: yeah, they're good dudes
1: because I'm I handsome. I almost quit a couple times, but I never... <laughs> I Dude, you almost quit because you had a bad cable. I it was wasn't, a bad not. I was not, <laughs> was I a was bad not day. about to pay money to fix that fucking thing. There's no way. Taylor. Hits us up in the band chat.
3: Guys, I'm going to quit the band. We're like, uh, what? Yeah. No, the pod, the pod and the 6505, not working. I'm quitting. I'm quitting the band. If they don't work when I go there, I'm quitting.
1: I was like, uh. It didn't work when I got
3: there. I was like, dog, you need to relax. Turns out, it's just a chord. Just a chord issue. I tried so many chords,
0: though. It's not still the right
1: a one. Yeah, apparently not.
0: Didn't you not almost quit? Like, you left the band chat and everything? You left like, the you band chat. You deleted yourself you off of Facebook. So. Yeah,
1: I kept leaving.
0: I, never so, I mean, me back and I kept
1: leaving. to be
2: fair, there are some days where band practice rolls around and I'm just like kicking it on the couch and I go, fuck it. <laughs> but then I show up anyway. I just might be a little you late. You live four minutes away. I know. I know. I drive it's not-
3: 50 minutes or more to get here. And it hurts my heart when you're late and I beat
2: you. Sometimes I'm doing stuff, man. Last time I had to take a poop and you guys are trying to rush me. Oh, yeah? Ooh, sometimes you can't rush. Sometimes nature. I work
3: for 11 hours and I show up.
2: Yeah, same. I'm going to
3: roast you on air.
2: YOLO swag, 420. Same thing here. I work a lot of hours too. But I just need to poop at home, dude.
3: Taylor, why not? What? Poop at work. Get paid to poop. Taylor, please pull a subject from uh, Forks and Knives. I uh,
1: got sticky fingers. At oh, yeah. G- give, give it a, a second. Give a sec.
3: Actually, we'll go counterclockwise. How's that? Okay. Darnell, You're up. Darnell, you're up. Select
0: from the box. Let's take that thing out of that receptacle there. No whammies. Right. Oh. Ironically, I got story about being drunk. That's pretty good. <laughs> what do you have to <laughs> offer us, straight edge uh, band <laughs> member? <laughs> 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 not necessary. So before I, uh, before I found my edginess, I had a little bit of a streak in high school where we would, uh, we would bring liquor to school and we would drink Ooh, in school. That's super racy. A little bit. I like that. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it was a good it. buddy of mine. I'm not going to mention names just because I don't want to be that asshole. But we, he, uh, he would bring a uh, like a metal water bottle and just like tons of mixed hard liquor in right. it. And he would pass it around. Everyone would get a little tipsy. And at one point, uh, we had a psychology class with a teacher. His name was Mr. Hool. And the, shout the topic. Out Mr. Hool. Yeah, shout out, Mr. Hool. The topic <laughs> of that class that day was, like, the effect of alcohol on your body. Mm-hmm. And so my buddy. <laughs> so that made sense. He was like, I got this, yeah, dude. Right? I know it. My buddy was <laughs> plastered. He was gone. And, like, we get in class. He's, like, laying on his on his desk. Like, uh, Teacher comes out with a pair of beer goggles and he's like, Alright, guys, we're gonna put these on and see what happens. He picked my friend right out of the crowd, the first person to go. The kid the kid puts him on and like he instantaneously just boom drops, hits the floor. Like there are kids like staring at him like, Oh, oh, oh there must be really powerful beer goggles there. I'm like, No, he's wasted. And That's that, a
2: great just high school story. Yeah, man. Someday you're gonna be able to tell your kids that and they're gonna say
0: Man, dad had problems growing up. Dude, I recently (laughs) told my mom this. I recently told this story to my mother, and she looked at me, and she went, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm going to take next. I'm going to say my
2: worst drunk story was um, sometimes you go to the bar, and your friends are going to meet you there, and then sometimes they don't actually show up because they're busy.
1: Right? So what ends
2: up happening is in that situation, you start looking for people that you kind of know. So that's what I did. I got really drunk with, like, four kids I went to high school with. We were drunk enough to pretend that we were all friends, but none of us were friends. We just knew who the other person was, and that's, like, enough in the moment. Associates. Yeah, exactly. We were just we were peers. We were just (laughs) fellow pupils, you know what I mean? That's all it was. We were just on the learning adventure adventure together. So, in any case, uh, we all walk out of the bar. We close the bar down. I'm plastered. And there's this girl, and she's like, You coming to the after party at my place? You coming to the after party at my place? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to walk home. And then all my friends are like, come on, we got to go. But keep in mind, spoiler alert, they're still not my friends. I'm just (laughs) drunk. They're just people that I kind of know. I get in a cab with two random people, go about four miles down the road to the other side of the city. Uh, I end up drinking that person's alcohol at their house. Then my phone dies, and I decide that blackout drunk is a good time for me to walk home. Uh, make it halfway home, fall on my face in the middle of the street, break a cigarette in half in my mouth, uh, proceeded to go into a diner, had a panic attack, didn't know if I had enough <laughs> money to pay for my $6 meal because my phone was dead and I was wasted. I don't think I said much to the woman that was in there. It's kind of embarrassing to go back in there today. And then uh, I walked the rest of the way home, slept for two hours, woke up and drove out to Ringe and helped someone move. Nice. It was pretty bad. It sounds... A lot less bad now, but in the moment.
3: At the time. Yeah,
2: you're like, fuck, I know where I am, but
1: will I ever get home? <laughs> will I make it? Who's going to save me? That's rough. Uh, I guess for my story, I'll go with the most recent bad experience I had. It <laughs> was the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think you're all present on this one. I think we, uh, maybe Devin wasn't there, but uh, me and Josh were definitely out together. I think Joe came. We that was the night that we ran into Joe and he was not planning on even coming out with us. We just ran into him at the Yeah, breezeway. that was really weird at the gay bar. At the gay bar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Typical Joe.
3: <laughs> I was
1: I, I I was about eight drinks deep at the time. We went to the Shashkeen. I had like eight Jack and Cokes with Josh. We decided to go to the Breezeway, have a couple more. We're talking to this dude. Remember that guy, Josh? He was like an old dude just eating chicken fingers at the bar at, like, <laughs> fucking midnight. I do remember that, because and I remember ta- being we drunk were, and
2: wanting them, and they I were like, uh, kitchen's closed. I aspire to be <laughs> We never. were
1: talking to him about Poland, because you're obviously Polish, and we were talking about going to Poland, which we were supposed to do now-ish. are supposed to be in Poland right now. Yeah, next year. (laughs) Y'all want to go? We were talking about that some dude. Anyway, irrelevant, not part of the story, but I remember just being fucking stoked on Poland. My best friend's Polish. We're going to Poland. It's going to be sick. I remember the guy asking me, like, why do you care about Poland? And I was like, because my best friend's Polish. (laughs) I love Poland. Have you ever had the cocktail? (laughs)
2: the best Slavic soda you can get. From
1: Slo- it's not bad, straight from Slovenia. It's yeah, great, great soda. Good Slovak soda. Anyway, wait, so
2: Slovenia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Slovenes. What's What do you call people from Slovenia? Slavs.
0: That's think no, they're all no, Slovene. No.
1: Anywho, call him Tim. So we talked to that guy. I ended up meeting up with a girl that like I had casually like met on Tinder or something. Not a great time. I'm le- I'm letting it all hang out on the dance floor, mind you. I got my blazer on that Josh let me borrow. <laughs> I'm, like, fucking flinging it back, like, just going nuts on the <laughs> dance floor with Corinne. I remember this. And, like, there's this girl that I'm supposed to be, like, trying to bang, but I'm just so out of it, I don't even understand what's going on. And I just, I remember, that's the night that we met, what was his name, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, fucking smashed, met Tom. Moments later, I'm on the other side of the road puking blood all across some fucking building. I don't even know what building it was, but I'm just puking blood all over this building. And the girl that I'm supposed to be trying to bang is, like, helping me to not puke blood anymore. This is a Good on night. her. This <laughs> is actually
2: a polite move. This <laughs> is the kind of night that I want to have every day.
1: And then I remember stumbling across and leaning up against the breezeway and then puking more. I don't remember exactly how I got home. I don't know if Josh like helped me walk back to his apartment. But I passed out on the floor immediately when I got there. I don't know what happened to the girl. She must have left or something. I <laughs> Unimportant. I don't, I don't blame her. I would have left too. Yeah, when you're puking blood, you're not at the top of your game. Yeah, yeah if you're puking blood, you're a, a disaster. A but she yeah. fucked off, so uh, she's gone. I'm going to sleep on Josh's floor. Like David's whole family is like at the apartment. No, oh, <laughs> I just... remember that. I'm just yakking all night, and like I remember, David's girlfriend Catherine's like keeps trying to like go to the bathroom, but I'm in there constantly fucking puking. It was just that it was one of the worst nights I can imagine. It was super. Fast m- forward. How does this story end? The story ends with me somehow managing to get myself home in the morning. Um, going, I, I go home, I take a nap, I wake up. It's Thanksgiving dinner time. I puke again in the toilet at my house. I pass out and fall down the stairs in my house. <laughs> Fucking shit! <laughs> I fall down the stairs. I end up having to get taken to the hospital. They hook me up to a banana bag to get my electrolytes back up, and I spent Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, I spent Thanksgiving night in the hospital. Give thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Give thanks. That for your was. Health. It was a pretty rough day. But All right, yeah, that's that's that was that's my story. It's gonna be a
2: tough one to beat. Devin, <laughs> go ahead. I got thrown out of my Garveys. Uh,
3: that's <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a strong start. Uh, and nah, I'll, I'll I'll fast forward the entire bit of it. Basically, at last call, they were like, "Hey, last call," and I was like, "Well, better do it big." So I got two gin and tonics. Don't want to walk around with two in my hands, so I die guzzled diet drink. Guzzled one of the gin and tonics. The second one. I was holding on to, and then my friends were like, hey, you want to go outside and smoke a cigarette? And I was like, hell yeah. So I tried to go outside with them, and uh, the bouncer was like, no, you can't bring your drink out there. I said, okay. Uh, So I turned around, pretended to walk away, waited for him to look away, and then I tried to run outside with my (laughs) gin and tonic. He said, "Uh, fuck you. Um, And that's when he kicked me out of the bar, took my gin and tonic away from me. Uh, Halfway through my cigarette with my friends, I said, hey, fuck that. Uh, That's my drink. So I started cursing at him, <laughs> and uh, like I partially through the way of cursing at him, I realized, like, oh, wait, they're closing, and my debit card's in there, so I need to close that tab. So I was like, hey, can I go in and close my tab? But at this point, I had called him, like, every name in the book. <laughs> I was literally that you're
2: guy. You like, you're I was. was I was standing, Nick, standing on the Dave. sidewalk just screaming at names. this
3: huge guy. He was, like, 6'5", a big boy, and I was just cursing his name. You know, and uh, and then like a moment later, I was like, hey, buddy, like, can I go close my tab? So obviously he's like, no, fuck yourself. You can wait till like any other time. Um, So what I did was I was like, yeah, OK, like I'll get one of my friends to do it. And the minute he looked away, I was like, all right, I'm running in. So <laughs> so I, I tried to book it into my garbage to close my tab. And that was like my intent. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I wasn't trying to get more to drink. I was trying to literally just get my debit card. Uh, homeboy sees me booking it into, uh, his establishment, grabs me by the collar and drags me back outside, says, fuck you. If you see, like, if I see you coming in here again, like you're, like you're getting your ass handed to you. Like you're, you're done getting, for like the cops, me, everyone and their friends, were all going to thrash on you. And I was book like, him. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had Throw my friend, at him. my buddy actually went in, closed my tab, got my card. We made it back to his house. His friend had crashed his Audi into a tree. My other friend saw this person crash his Audi into a tree. I woke up on his lawn the next day, um, stumbled inside, fell asleep on his couch, and then someone was like, hey, I helped you get inside. I was like, bullshit, I remember stumbling in here. But uh, that's the day that I woke up on a lawn, made it inside, and the person who crashed his car told me he helped me get inside, even though the police dropped him off at this house. The police definitely saw me passed out on a lawn. (laughs) <laughs> didn't do anything about no it. No harm, is, no foul. Which is good. Right. I wasn't doing anything wrong. You're just I was taking just, a nap. Quick siesta. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the siesta. No. Um. So that's my worst drunk story. All right.
2: That's all. That's fine. That's a good one. That's good. I'm drawing. We're going for it. Motherfucker. We <laughs> really speed this up. Huh? We do. Yeah. yeah, I all, all, gonna, yeah all right. I'm going to. All right. Almost done. Okay. Here you go, guys. Here's what I got. I got improv. A ghost story.
0: I think well, I'm I all set to, with that. Improv a ghost story. No, you
2: got to do it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'll start. Nope. I'll start. You gotta. It's a good one. Ah. I'll start. Here you go. Improv ghost story. You're you're 11 years old. You're growing up. You're in a little cul de sac neighborhood. But there's a there's a house at the far end of the cul de sac. On the, it's not really that far because it's a circle. It's over there, and it is the haunted house. No one's supposed to go there. Turns out, though, you and your friends, the night before Halloween, you say, we're going to go there, and we're going to be real cool, rough and s- tough kids, and we're going to get in there, you get your flashlights going, one person brings a camera, you walk inside, and it's, ju- it's just a regular house.
1: Okay. There's Ooh. no actual
2: ghost, there's just an old person that lives Ooh. there, you guys did a B&E, or going to jail, that's the scary part. <laughs> that's the time scary part of scary. the story, that's the whole thing. It's really the, better than I expected. The ghost is <laughs> in the wind. The, well, no, the ghost of the story <laughs> is actually your future because you just committed a crime and you're Woo! going to jail. jail. You're going to be tried as an adult. Hard and time. Throw the book at you. That was my story. Taylor, go for it.
1: So I'm not going to improv a ghost story because that's weird. I'm going to tell you a real one. Um, so, me, Josh, and Jim Ordecky go to this abandoned asylum in Belchertown, Mass. Long story. I'm going keep it, to keep it brief. But I'm fucking telling you, we go into this one building, which is where they kept, like, all the padded rooms for all the inmates or whatever. We see, like, we see, like um, footprints on all the doors and shit like that, mm. like little kids' footprints. And um, all these, room, uh, these rooms are across a really big hallway, real big hallway, real long, real narrow. And there's rooms on both sides. And we're leaving. We just check out all the rooms. We take our pictures or whatever, and we leave. Jim goes first, Josh goes after, I'm the last one to go. I'm standing at this doorway and I see across that long hallway there's a window and you can see light. And I swear to fucking God, I saw something just dart across, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was running across the hallways. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I played it real cool, I was like, guys, time to go, let's go, let's go. And we all ran down the stairs and it fucking traumatized me because that was the first time I had ever really seen what I thought was a ghost or something like that. It was just something running across the window and I could see it, you know, the shade of it going across the window and it was fucking wild.
2: I'm going to say this. That didn't just happen to you. The next time that I went back to Belcher Town, I was with Kay Lamar and a bunch of other people and Phil saw it and then something grabbed Kay Lamar's wrist in the, uh, in the stairway on the way down. Very spooky floor of that that hospital building. Something.
3: Uh, my ghost story. Yep, go in ahead. My, in my apartment <coughs> in Lowell. <clears throat> my uh, girlfriend and I woke up. We went to uh, go to my bathroom, brush yep. our teeth, you know, morning routine. Right.
2: To fight gingivitis. <clears throat> of course. You know, I have, you have
3: uh, to. I have floss, I have uh, listerine, I have all of it. Right.
2: But... Um, I'm just going to let you know I'm putting spooky music behind this in post. I hope so.
3: But uh, the worst part of it... My toothbrush, missing. A stranger's toothbrush in my cup with gunk on it. Swear to God. Um, So, like, what I like to think happened is that, like, I had bought a new toothbrush or something. Like, I had, like, brought my toothbrush, like, camping or to a friend's house or, like, something. And I brought it, and I had, like, an old spare gross one in, like, a backpack that I was like, fuck, I need to brush my teeth. This is all I've got. But I don't remember doing that, which is the thing. So, like, we both go in there, and she has, like, her... Staying over my house toothbrush. I have my standard toothbrush. She grabs hers. I grab mine, and mine is purple, but this one is green, and it's got goop all over, like where your mouth meets it. And I was like, this is not
2: normal. A ghost fucked with your dental hygiene. How dare they, right? That's actually like the scariest thing ever. Like, was it was a ghost? Like, was it another person? No, it was probably me, but
3: I don't remember it, which is why I'm blaming it on a ghost. This is
2: almost bleeding into the drunk stories now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't think I was drunk, though. If you're drunk and you're buying a toothbrush, you're too responsible. You're a really good drunk i are just trying I know if the I'm dude, like if like there's nowhere near my house that I could stumble to drunk and buy a toothbrush. This like, it, one it would have my gums. Be, it would have to be so- <laughs> have to be something like driving home from work or et cetera. you know, I can't yeah. do it while I'm drunk, so it like it's
2: toothbrush, all right, Darnell, give us one improv it or, or tell us a truth, but if you improv it like me, everyone respects you more. It's like being the toughest guy
0: in prison, not really an improv guy, Uh... <sighs> The only thing I have that remotely resembles a ghost story would be, I was probably like five years old at the time, had a nightmare, went and slept in my parents' bed. Because, you know, you do that when you're a little kid. Right. I'm sleeping in between my parents, and I don't know, I might have been dreaming, but we had this creepy-ass skeleton. This skeleton, every time you would walk by it, it had a suit, and it would go, party people, you know, it would sing that hot, hot, (laughs) hot song. Oh, nice, yeah. And the eyes would light up, and I swear to God, I woke up in the middle of the night And that motherfucker was looking in the door of my parents' room, and he kind of did one of these, and I was probably hallucinating, but that was a thing. Dude, Otherwise, I do not believe in ghosts. I am a rational human being. I'm going to say right now, what you said, if that's true, way creepier than any of our stories.
2: You had a a Halloween decoration come to life. Made sure that guy
0: went in the trash.
1: Did Did you throw him in the trash? Oh, yeah. Just like Jeffrey. Yeah. Rest <laughs> in
2: peace to this day. Jeffrey who's yeah. our crossing uh, guard uh, that was, for some reason, in this room. is like a little plastic crossing guard statue. Now he lives in a fucking landfill. Dude, my Ooh.
1: daughter has this music box that always goes off by itself in the middle of the night. Music boxes freak me the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, because they're sketchy. That's why. Music boxes, ding, ding, ding,
2: ding, 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 little kids, ding, ding, ding. anything that seems kind of Victorian yeah, era. How about this?
1: thing always goes off in the middle of the night with nobody a- even around, and I hate it so much.
3: Even worse? The Furby. Mm
2: Oh, God. Never had a Furby. growing up. They're awful. Never had a Furby. But I did have Tamagotchi's. Literally smothering them.
3: No, you could do anything. (laughs) You could literally be like five rooms away and you just hear Furby be like, I want to play. You're like, oh, no, I don't want that.
2: It's a gateway to Lucifer. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's what I want to do. These last two will be speed round. All right, speed round. Final subject.
1: Favorite bad beer or favorite good beer? I think. That's easy. All right, give us a good beer. Give us a bad beer. My favorite beer of all time is called Unta Hopnosh. It's an IPA from Oregon, I think. Um, My least favorite beer would probably have to be Miller Lite. All right, I could understand
3: that. My favorite easy-to-buy beer is the Dogfish 90. My least favorite beer is none of them because there's a time and place for every beer. Wow. Equal opportunity beer ployer.
0: Tarnell? Tarnell, <laughs> what are you thinking? IBC? Oh, man. Oh, man. Barks? Uh, what are you don't, thinking? Don't really have a least favorite beer. I mean, all of them, I guess. I don't have a favorite beer. I hate I them all drink. equally. I'm a little straight edge, if you couldn't tell. Um, I don't know. My dad drinks a lot of Corona because he's Hispanic. I'll, let's go Corona. I love Corona. That's pretty good. By association, all that's right. a good association. Yeah. Beer. <clears throat> uh,
2: my favorite beer is Varka, it's a Polish beer. Uh, actually, no. My favorite beer is Tiski. It's a Polish beer. Yeah. got to visit the Tiski Brewery when I was in Poland. It was great. Still get it whenever I can. My least favorite beer is Corona. Ooh. I'm really sorry to toss that There's out there. I See you. Everybody yeah. was just saying it was good. Kind of a I ripped. can't enjoy it. I just don't like it. So well, okay. While you
3: defend yourself, I'm going to dig for a new topic.
2: You're going to do another one real quick? Yeah, no, I haven't
3: done one yet, so yeah, I'm going to do
2: one.
1: I think you drew first. Yeah, you definitely Did drew I? first. Yeah. What was my thing?
3: Taylor, why don't you start us off with some shout My
1: shout-out's going to be the New England Patriots who starting fucking training camp today. Pumped for the 2016-17 season. Going to go undefeated to win the Super Bowl. Sixth ring.
2: You should put a call in and have them share the podcast. Maybe they'll help us out. They're all. I
1: know they're all avid listeners of the Transients podcast <laughs> at the, down there in New England Patriots camp, but uh, I want to give a shout-out to, to, to all the New England Patriots for a great season. He even Drew Bledsoe? Yeah, even Drew so he's like <laughs> right their coach in high school or something. I don't know what
3: he's doing. <laughs> <clears throat> he's doing his best. Yeah. Uh, all um, right. Oh, I'll, you want to go? Do one. Yeah, I'll go, go real quick. I'll uh, I'll shout out a band. I don't think we've played with them, but they're a band that's like kind of around here that does, uh, honestly, in my opinion, underappreciated, uh, underrated, et cetera, any of those under terms. Uh, a band called Eyes of Lilith. They're really good kids. They played pretty decent music. They're all super supportive they're at a bunch of shows you know what I mean like they're they're like uh, one of those like posses you see like all the time separately and together yeah. you are like you know what like sick like good for you guys for being here and also for playing music you know cool. like because they play a bunch of shows like they're on like a lot of shows you see them all the time um,
0: just good kids good all music right. cool Darnell hey uh shout out to the kid that was supposed to come buy an engine off me today, but kind of didn't show up. What was he going to buy? He was going to buy the KA for my 240. He was going to buy about an time, engine, here, Dude, he's like, oh, yeah, $170. I'll see you at 6 And I left at $8. And like, you would think an there. engine would
2: be more Just, expensive than that. No. Well, it's kind of a broken. KA. Everyone has it's, one. All it, right. It's a little broken. I don't know anything about engines. uh, Except for mine, dude. Straight six. The best Woo. engine Jeep ever made. All yeah, right. um. He, he, yeah, it is. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to give my shout-out to...
1: <laughs> Long,
2: awkward pauses.
3: <laughs>
2: Open mouth. Uh, I'm going to give my shout-out to my dad. I'm going to keep it in the family this week. I'm going to tell my dad, hey, dad, shout-out to you. Because right before I came here, I had dinner with my dad... And we watched Netflix together, man. And if you don't ever watch Netflix with your dad, you're fucking up. Did you guys and chill then, too? No, we just watched Netflix. We didn't chill. We were very tense the entire time. Okay. We were watching that new show, Ozark. It was great. I we'll smoked weed with um, my dad once. We ab- didn't smoke any weed. Um, but instead of that, we had a couple beers together. And then when I thought it was pretty good. thought we had a lot of fun. And then when he got home, he texted me and said, Hey, man, sorry, I think I fell asleep <laughs> at one point during our hangout. And I was like, what? And then I kind of realized that I'm not as interesting as I think. Not even kind to of my an fucking dad. Text, yeah, yeah. My dad was just like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, uh, you know, full disclosure, full transparency here." Um, yeah, I fell asleep while we were hanging out. I I'm glad he ex- you told you. Yeah, he expects me to entertain him a little more. I understand. So next time he comes over, what I've done is I've hired a mariachi band.
3: Yeah, he's got high expectations. Yeah,
2: Fair. Yeah, so the mariachi Fair. band will be there. He'll keep him awake the whole time. Will be very annoying. <laughs> uh, and that's. <laughs> That's my shout-out. Shout-out, Sleepy Dad. All right. Daryl Dota. Seems like a wrap. Yeah. All right, See that's ya. a wrap. So uh, if you guys want to follow us <laughs> on Twitter, th- what's the Twitter, Darnell? At TransientsNH. You want to follow us on Instagram? Taylor, what is it?
1: At TransientsNH. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the
2: Instagram is Transients.NH. Ooh. We should make it no dot. I mean, it, it reads no as TransientsNH. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: no, but like you want them to all be the same
2: true that's true all right we'll, we'll consider lose it in the, the future dot. for now i will it's lobby trans- to lose the dot we'll bring it up at the you know, bring it up in court i'll see you in court sounds good i have a lawyer Roy. so for I'll now in instagram's nh. follow us on facebook friend us on facebook do whatever you can do with us on facebook you want to find us on
3: facebook it's facebook.com
2: slash teletubbies that's nice. not true it's actually facebook.com slash transients nh <coughs> and this show's Probably going to come out after the Arsonist Show, but uh, hey, man, if it doesn't, then...
3: uh, Check
1: us out at the Arsonist Show on Wednesday.
3: (laughs) Mention this podcast. Get 20% off your merch.
1: ooh. All right.
2: Motion passed. You're going to get a discount. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later.
0: Love you. Bye. Bang. Love you.